0: So my name is Irene. Um, I am 16. My pronouns are she, they, and I'm from the Bay Area. I am the host of Bayjin, which is a combination of the Bay, you know, from where it's from, Bay Area, and Jin, which is Asian. So it's a combination of bay Jin. Um, and yeah. So this podcast is mainly based in the Bay Area. I'm going to bring a lot of um, guests and people who are from the Bay Area onto this podcast just because I think it's important to bring perspective in. Um, But yeah, we're just going to be talking about certain topics. It can range from anything. Um, I just think that, you know, considering that the Bay Area is one of the most progressive areas in California, I thought it would be interesting to, you know, talk to people who are from the same area. I've grown up here all my life. And so, yeah. Um, So for today's topic, I wanted to talk about self-identity. I think that getting to know people um is really important and you know how I said that I would previously bring on other guests um for this episode the first one I just wanted to you know kind of introduce myself and you know just have people get a little taste of what it's like obviously the other podcasts with guests um are going to be a little bit different kind of like maybe maybe not an interview because I don't want to do that I kind of want to aim for like a conversation but yeah so for today's we're going to be talking about self-identity um uh i'm a first generation asian american and yeah i think that's a little bit but before we actually get into that i wanted to talk a little bit about myself um my zodiac sign is a libra my 16 personality test is entj um and yeah i just I think that, oh, and my house is a Slytherin. Even though I don't really watch or enjoy Harry Potter, um, we took the test and I looked into it and I'm a Slytherin. I've always been. Everyone has told me that. When I read the books, everyone's like, you're a Slytherin. Um, But yeah, so those things, uh, what I like to do in my free time is I like to read. Um, I play video games. I talk to friends. I'm very extroverted. I love talking to people. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's really it. I don't have anything else to say, I don't think. Um, But, yeah. So, for today's topic, like I said, I wanted to talk about self identity. I think that one thing that um, a lot of POC face is that um, growing up, you wanted to be white or at least look white. Um, I've talked to a lot of people, um, you know, not just Asian people, like, Um, you know, just anyone. And they all have kind of expressed this feeling of wanting to be white in a sense of when they were growing up and, you know, they wanted to fit into the crowd, right? Considering that the Bay Area is very progressive, it was really surprising to know that people had the same feeling as me. I thought I was crazy. I thought I was just like overreacting, but I remember being so young and like planning to get surgery for a button nose because I like the flatter nose. Um, I planned on like, I wanted to bleach my hair so many times. I wanted to put on blue eye contacts. I wanted to bleach my skin so that I was like whiter, and I wanted to get freckles and stuff like that. And I think that When I was talking to a lot of my friends, they said they also had the same experience. They were embarrassed by who they were. Right. Um, You know, I think that it's another thing that when I went to to lunch, right, I would bring home, I mean, not bring home, bring to school leftovers and everyone would look at me differently and everyone would be like ew like what is that that smells like get it away from me and stuff and so i even like i remember i lashed out my mom telling her that i didn't want like her food anymore to bring to school i wanted to eat school lunch which i don't understand why i want to do that to myself because honestly i don't know about y'all but school lunches are awful they're nasty right there's like there was spoiled or expired milk at my school it was so nasty i don't know why i subjected myself to that but I think that there's this shared experience between all poc um that like they wanted to at least look white or be white at some point in their life i mean now obviously i'm very proud of where i come from i'm you know i'm born in america but i'm proud of like where my ancestors are from i'm so proud of it right but i think that growing up a lot of people wanted to be white or at least have that privilege or just wanted to, like, blend in with the crowd of being the, you know, like, beauty standard, right? Um, Obviously now, because of, like, TikTok and, like, social media and stuff like that, beauty standards have obviously opened up and, you know, stuff like that. But I remember, you know, early exposure to social media or whatever. I was a Tumblr girl, okay? I was a Tumblr Wattpad person. Every single time I saw any character, they were always white. There was never inspiration for, like, any POC. I never saw, like, Asian people in mainstream media. I only ever saw pale white girls. And when I think about pale white girls, like, during that time, like, that era, I think about, like, Kylie Jenner. And she had, like, the blue, like, ends of the frosted tips. And, you know, she was living her life. But I remember just, like, well, she wasn't really pale. But, you know, you get the idea that, like, people in mainstream media or just anywhere were just white. They were white and they were pale, skinny, um, black skinny jeans, you know, like just that whole grunge Tumblr era. And I think that that kind of representation made it difficult for me to accept myself as a person, like not as a person, but as an Asian um, woman. And so I think that definitely it's a shared experience. And I know that I keep pressing on this idea, but I feel as though some people don't understand that sometimes Um, and you know, there's nothing like wrong with um, like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to look a certain way. And there's nothing wrong with feeling like you're not good enough. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That always happens to at least one person. I mean, it happens to everyone to the best of everyone, no matter what, one person will never be truly, truly happy with the way they look like, right? There will always be an insecurity. But I think that it's especially crucial and it's like kind of intersectional sectional for like all POC to feel this way, right? And like I was saying, you know, I don't feel this way anymore. I'm very, very proud. Um, and I'm very happy with who I am. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. And I never realized that, that kind of toll or physical toll that had on me, right? I never realized like looking back when I was like maybe eight, you know, then I shouldn't have been planning surgery in that sense. I wasn't, I shouldn't have been thinking of those things but I think that just because of the pressure and the idea that that was the beauty standard, like it hurt me in ways that I didn't know. And now that I'm older, even though I'm not that old, Um, Now that I'm older and I look back on it, I'm like, oh my God, like, why did I think like that, you know? Um, And I think like social media is great in a sense of it's allowing people that might not fit the beauty standard, you know, like blue eyes, small, really pointed nose and like really big lips. Like in that sense of just beauty, like it allows people who might not have the conforming beauty to like be you know more positive in a sense right um especially for like plus size people you know there's a lot more representation and obviously there needs to be a lot more because people like CNMA should not be the people that are plus size like or the plus size representation um but I think that it's a really big great step you know towards confidence and acceptance and beauty in a sense right um and yeah so that was just like something that I always thought was super interesting to me I just thought that it was like really really beneficial in a sense of I thought it was just really nice to have that kind of um you know outlet of like oh my gosh this person looks like me and when I go in the comments and like oh my god you're so pretty uh I want to look like you like you know sometimes I think that some compliments are very backhanded right um but I think that it's nice to see more representation in platforms like TikTok. Like I'm mainly talking about TikTok or Instagram, but with these platforms, they're allowing a bunch of people like diversity, right? There's a lot of diverse influencers now. And I think that it allows people to see like, hey, this person does the same feature as me, or this person comes from the same background as me. Um, and you know, they can make it. They are seen as beautiful, so I can too right? Obviously, you can't compare yourself, right? Because social media is fake and social media isn't always everything. But I think it's just really interesting to see that this generation is like so connected now. Well, not this generation, my generation. I'm talking like a millennial. I'm not a millennial. I'm so sorry. Um, But yeah, I I just think it's so interesting and to see that like these people who have the same background as me are able to like be praised for what they look like. And I'm like, oh my God, that could be me too. Um, And yeah, so I just thought it was really interesting to think about it in that sense and connecting with people that have the same idea or went through the same struggle. And like, for example, Like just this nice representation and seeing myself in someone else. Like for example, Mitski. I love Mitski. I know one of the hosts in um, Circle Talk as well, um, Desiree. She loves Mitski as well. Like I remember when I first met her, I saw her Mitski poster and I like immediately commented and complimented it. But I think that Mitski's music is like, it hit me a lot. Like today when I was getting ready, I self-sabotage. I don't know about y'all, but I do this to myself, where I will listen to sad music and I will get sad. But it's not like I meant to be sad. It just happens, right? Um, But Mitsuki's music, like, I think that a lot of POC can relate to it, but especially for Asian people. Um, specifically Asian women, right? They can relate to a lot of her music. A lot of people have misconstrued like Strawberry Blonde to just be like so cottagecore, right? But it's actually like, you know, a lot of her music is talking about how she grew up um, like differently, culturally, and how she always feels like she's not the best person for her partner, specifically white men, right? Um, Another thing with Olivia Rodrigo's music, um, Driver's License, I hadn't realized and I remember like making fun of it as like, oh my god, this song is so sad. But I hadn't realized until like recently. I mean, it was literally like yesterday that I realized the music actually means, it has like a double thing, right? Obviously one could be her, it could be interpreted two ways. One way of just like, she's much younger than Sabrina Carpenter, which is the one she was talking about with Joshua or whatever. If you guys don't know, it's basically her song expressing her insecurities. It could just be expressing her insecurity as, being the younger person that was left for an older girl, or it could be presented in a fact of like, she's experiencing like insecurity because she's Filipino, right? Um, You know, she talks about like, what's it called like blonde hair or something which she doesn't have and so I thought that was really interesting and I feel like it's nice to have that kind of representation and expression because that's kind of how I felt too right I I always doubted myself or I didn't feel pretty enough to someone who was white blonde you know blue eyes I didn't feel pretty enough I didn't feel good enough I felt like I had to change myself and I think that because of Mitski's music and what Olivia Rodrigo is doing it's like just really heartwarming to know that these things are being expressed and being heard and I like that because of their music a lot of people are kind of relating to it and understanding um you know like with Sizz's music even though she's not Asian and obviously it's like talking about like the you know Black people experience like Black girls right they sometimes don't feel like good enough right um just like everyone but I think that it's nice to have someone there who can represent or speak for not speak for entirely but be there for a community right to speak out on it because i think that a lot of poc can relate like you know black girls can relate to SZA, and asian girls can relate to mitsuki right but i think that all poc can kind of understand what both mitski and sisa are trying to convey right because yeah, I just think that it was really interesting, and I, I think it's really unfortunate that sometimes people th- take like, um, you know, take Mitski's music for granted and think like, oh my god, so cottage core, so aesthetic, so so fairy core vibe or whatever. You know, people just say all these stupid things, but I think it's just really interesting that it's nice to just have that representation and it's interesting to see how the beauty standard is really really like growing right it's like expanding and a lot of people are you know not necessarily the original beauty standard but they're still beautiful right um but yeah i just thought that was really interesting and i think that hopefully this um you know episode kind of helped broaden perspective or maybe it comforted you maybe it was nice to know that somebody else who might be in a progressive area still felt the same way right we still have the same experience we still have the same insecurity it might not always be for just girls of course but because i am a girl i kind of have that perspective or bias and maybe sometimes i'm being ignorant um but yeah that's what i just want to talk about just my experience and i think that it's really nice that things like this are kind of opening it up. And I think that hopefully for the few for the next generation, right? And I'm talking like an old old person again. I tend to do that. I tend to talk like I'm lecturing or nagging, which I don't mean to do. I'm hoping that for people within my generation or under the next generations can also be more accepting and open. Um, you know, I wouldn't wish these insecurities on anyone else. Um, but yeah i just think that it's really interesting and you know seeing people who are born in like 07 or 08 and they're like doing makeup and everything it's like i never got that experience i never had that chance to already be diving into makeup and being confident and posting myself like so much like they did you know um but i think it's interesting to see that like these people are able to already like express themselves at such a young age. And that's what I kind of worry about. I talk to my friends about this. I feel like everyone needs to go through an ugly stage just to humble themselves, just to know what it's like to feel insecure, like in that sense of like, wow, it's like hopeless. Right. Um, But not in the sense of like bullying. I just think that people should be able to go through that. But, you know, that's not always the case. Maybe that's just me being bitter that I didn't get the chance to, you know be able to wear skirts and platforms and all this makeup like at such a young age i like 08 08 is like 13 now i think or something 2021 20, minus eight i don't know if i can do the math i'm not that quick maybe like 13 but you know you get the point just at a very young age they're doing a lot of things that i'm doing now which i didn't do before when i was their age and you know i think that we're just growing and we're getting more out there so I think that it's definitely different in a different circumstance but yeah that's all I wanted to talk about today hopefully like I said it gives insight or it's comforting to know that somebody else felt the same way um yeah so thanks for tuning in um I'm really glad that If you did listen to here, I'd like to say thank you. Um, Yeah, I'm very excited for the next few episodes or the next upcoming episode, I guess. Um, Yeah, thank you. Um, My Instagram handle is Irene, which is E-I-R-E-E-N-I-E. If you want to stay connected, follow me. Um, That's on Instagram. If not, thank you for listening, giving me a chance. Um, and yeah hopefully you enjoyed it thank you I don't know if you can see but I just waved thanks